How often do you stop to think about what you want most in life? Now, I've been thinking about that and how I could put it, how I could tell you what I want most in life. And I found it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It perfectly sums up what I want most in life. It says this, However, as it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Wow, that is it. I want to see what no human eye can see. I want to hear what human ears cannot hear. I want to know what no human mind can conceive. I want to see, hear, and know God. I want to learn from the mind of God. I want to see through the eyes of God, and I want to hear through the ears of God. And all of that is available to me, and it is available through His Spirit. And so in my life, I have been searching for a way to contact the Spirit, to be in connection, to have this relationship with the Spirit, to encounter the Spirit on a more regular basis so I can Explore the mind of God. And so we've been talking in our Monday night Ironman meetings about encountering the Spirit. And we talked about how the only connection we have with our Heavenly Father, the totally spiritual God, uh, is the Holy Spirit. The only vehicle that God has given to connect the physical world, the the carnal, this, this physical realm that we live in, with Him in the spiritual realm, as totally spiritual God, is the Holy Spirit. And we need the Spirit. There's no way for me to overstate how much we need the Spirit. And as a matter of fact, I keep saying that this is the most important study I have ever taught. This is definitely the most important thing that we have ever done in Ironman. There's nothing more important that I could teach you than how to connect with the Spirit because we need the Spirit, the only connection we have to a spiritual God. And uh, if you are a believer in Jesus and if you have committed your life to following Him and you're a disciple, the Bible promises us that you are filled with His Spirit. And you might say, well, if I'm filled with His Spirit, how come I feel so powerless? How come I'm still uh, caught up in such uh, carnal desire? And I would say, well, we're filled with the Spirit, but only to the extent that we allow the Spirit to fill us. We talked about that glass, that proverbial glass that is filled uh, to the midpoint line with water. And we said, you know, the optimist sees it as half full and the pessimist sees it as half empty, but the scientist says the glass is always full. It's half full of water and it's half full of air. And God has told us that we're the same way. We're like that proverbial glass. 
He will fill us to the extent that we allow Him to fill us. And so if we are caught up in self, if we're acting almost completely out of our own selfish ambitions and desires and in our physical carnal nature and uh, feeding the cravings of that carnal nature, then we aren't allowing the Spirit to do His work in us. And so we talked about how in order to connect with that spirit, we have to disengage from that physical world and we have to start to engage the spiritual. We have to start preparing our hearts to receive the word. And so today on Iron Supplements, what we're going to do is talk about one um, activity, one way that we can start to disengage the physical, and engage the spiritual. So stay tuned. We're going to tackle that in just a moment here on Iron Supplements. So we're looking for a way to connect, to encounter the Spirit on a more regular basis. So it would be really good if we could find an example of how to connect with the Spirit. And of course, in all things, Jesus provides us the example. And so I want to share with you two passages. The first is from Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. And then from Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 15. Yet the news about him, that's Jesus, spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. When I start to think about the demands that must have been placed on Jesus' life while he was here on earth in human form, experiencing the same things that we experience, I can't help but think that his life must have been just extremely stressful. I mean, I am an introvert, and just the thought of the crowds pressing in on me seems almost overwhelming. But it's not just a matter of the fact that there were crowds. It's like the type of crowds that were always around Jesus. I mean, it it wasn't just the, the nicest of people all the time, right? It was people who were sick and and needing miracles and uh, people who were demon-possessed. He was with the outcasts of society, always looking for answers. He was constantly challenged by the authorities. He was constantly hounded by the Pharisees. He was constantly being asked questions. He was constantly being asked to perform miracles. He was always having some demand on his time, his energy, his life. Just astounding how much people demanded of Jesus. And so, 
you can imagine Jesus being in every way just as we are, being tempted in every way that we are, had to have the same kind of stress-related symptoms that we would experience. And yet he handled it in a perfect way without sinning. And so how did he do that? Well, these two passages give us the insight as to how he did it. So Jesus, when he was pressed upon, when crowds would come and they would demand of him, he knew that he needed to decompress. He needed to get away from that situation and disengage everything from this physical realm and re-engage with the source of his strength, his heavenly Father. And so he would often, the Bible says, he would often withdraw to lonely places. He would often get off on his own so he could connect with the Spirit and connect with his Father. To get away from all of the demands that this world placed on him. Remember, the, the apostles came to Jesus and they said, you know, where, where have you been? The, the people are looking for you. And Jesus, knowing that demand was always there, knew that he needed to withdraw to a solitary, solitary place in order to connect with God. And so my, my thought is, if Jesus really needed solitude, in order to strengthen his relationship with God through the Spirit, then how much more so do we need that? So when we start to consider the demands placed upon our lives, we see this world pressing in upon us with its cares and concerns. Uh, Our society... Uh, it inundates us with its very carnal messages. And we're constantly bombarded by the noise. I mean, we may not be pressed in with crowds all the time, although sometimes it seems like we're never alone. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's not just as loud around us. Uh, there's so much noise in our world. I mean, so so much so that we're conditioned to where we can't stand silence. I know people who, who can't sit for more than just a few seconds uh, being quiet because they need noise of some kind. We need the, the radio going on or the TV playing in the background uh, or we need to be on our phones talking with someone. I know people who can't even go to sleep without some kind of background noise or, or music playing. And we are are constantly bombarded with noise and this world. And so it's very difficult for us, I think, to get out of that. And when we start to think about how we're going to disengage the physical realm, it's almost, for many of us, kind of a scary thought to realize that What we most need is to get into a quiet place where we're alone. Totally broken away from the noise of this world. I mean, what 
We call it an awkward silence when there's no conversation for a few seconds. And so the idea of sitting quietly for minutes and minutes at a time uh, seems somewhat overwhelming for many people. And our, our culture has caused us to have uh, attention deficit because we were so conditioned to constantly seek out new forms of, of stimulus. And so uh, Jesus gives us the example that we need to decompress. We need to unplug from all of that. We need to get away from everything and everyone and just have our alone time with God. And so in order to do that, we realize that, that we have to change some things in our life, right? Like it's going to take some intentionality. We have to do things uh, with a plan. We, have, we are not just going to just stumble upon our alone time with God. We have to make it happen. And so we have to schedule a time that we can be alone with God. Jesus got up very early in the morning because he knew that that would be some time that he could have alone time with God. And for most of us, that is the best plan, to get up early in the morning to be alone with God. And so not only do you have to schedule the time, but you have to have a place a place where you're totally alone, totally away from the distractions of this world. Uh, and so that means that you need to leave all your electronics behind. No TVs, no cell phones, no radios, no, <laughs> no crickets. Well, you might not be able to get away from the crickets, but just getting away from the, the noise of the world. And... If you're going to start to connect with the Spirit, you, you also probably want to bring your Bible and a notepad and, and a pen or a pencil. And so you're just going to practice sitting in silence for a while. And you're going to read the Bible and you're going to journal what you think uh, God is trying to say to you through the scriptures that you read. So, brothers, I fully anticipate that for some of you, this is going to be more difficult than for others. For those who have attention deficit disorder, the idea of sitting in silence and focusing in on Scripture may seem <laughs> pretty daunting. I would just encourage you to start where you are. If all you can give is just a few minutes at a time, well, do that. But keep coming back. Because over time, uh, what you're going to experience is what Paul calls being transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other, way, in other words, we're going to be reconditioned by our practices and by the way that we think. And I believe that when we meet God in the silent places, His Spirit will give us even more strength and uh, more and more you do it, the more and more time, and the more and more you will appreciate your time with the Spirit. So start where you are. You can build up over time. And I just also encourage you to invite one of your brothers to hold you accountable. Like, 
give them permission to ask how your spiritual walk is doing. Let them know that you're uh, taking time to get away and to, to have solitude and to, to focus on connecting with the Spirit. And give them permission to check in on you and make sure that you're doing it. In the end, this is an invaluable uh, practice. It's really the only way to connect to God is to spend those quiet moments contemplating uh, the connection that we have with the Spirit and focusing in on God's Word and letting it truly penetrate our hearts. I look forward to meeting with you guys on uh, Monday night at 7 o'clock at Argyle Church of Christ for Iron Man. Uh, And uh, just again, thank you for joining me here on Iron Supplements.